Good morning and welcome to episode 130 of Speech Therapy Murmurings, a speech therapy story podcast by me, Chris Word, Speech Therapist. So I ended last week with a really, really productive meeting with uh, the local head of service for the NHS, um, the Speech Therapy, and the lead for mainstream schools, where we I, I get quite a few cases. Um, Definitely assessments, some some are appeals and some are kind of diagnostic assessments within this loca- location. So um, the tension's been quite high um, for, for quite a few years. Um, and explain that they work really well with a couple of other independent therapists. And we came up with a plan and I, I explained that. I mean, the, the very nature of appeals puts on two sides, on, two, on opposite sides often. Um, and whilst I kind of push the tribunal that we work together, I'm, I'm more than happy to attend um, mediation um, with regards to speech therapy or to meet about speech therapy, we're putting the two reports together. Um, that I'm not always kind of allowed to do so, or it's not always open to do so. Um, if the family are, are working through um, the solicitor, and often families lose trust in local services when they get a second opinion and I, I totally get that. So I we've made an agreement that any any appeals I have in this area, um, I've got a named person um, within that locality that I can now contact. Um, I'll make sure I have consent from family first and then um, I can contact and we can look at doing maybe either a joint assessment or we can at least liaise significantly better and that should improve the relationship between the two services. Um, I should explain that I, I I don't provide therapy, so it's not a case of there being any conflict of interest in the advice I give from my assessments, but I, I totally appreciate it. I, I get to drop in, do an assessment, do a report, maybe attend the tribunal, and then pull myself back out again, whereas they have to pretty much pop up the pieces and deliver what, what we win in the end if we win. So um, I'm really, really, really pumped for meeting, um, so I'm, I'm really happy about that. Nobody wakes up, we all agree, nobody wakes up to give conflict. Um, or very few people, um, unless obviously abusive. But, uh, um, so today I have two assessments, uh, they're three hours from home, so I don't manage to do the school drop off or pick up, which I don't like not doing. Um, but yeah, three hours from home, uh, two assessments, a half hour between each other. Um, so I'm heading off to do them. Um, this week I've got a, a quite a busy week, I've just looked. Um, so Gemma sent my calendar for the week to me and Nia on, on a Friday, uh, and I was supposed to suggest change, changes for the following week um, on the Friday. And I, I don't look until Sunday night, because it tells me with anxiety looking at how busy I am. Um, so looking last night, I was like, oh, can't do the school run. Wednesday, um, I'm up north, um, I'll be a three-hour three drive. Um, I might be able to squeeze in the school drop-off if I do go to appointments three hours there than attended, which is possible. Yeah. I just sleep in Etta's bed last night, um, so it's not a career, but it's like a half bed. <laughs> I curled a bit of ball next to it because if Daddy moves, um, the whole house could get woken up, so I, I gave up. But now she's she's arguing that she wants to be in Etta's bed and not Mummy and Daddy's bed, So, and she's not calling Mummy and Daddy's bed Etta's bed, which is an absolute bonus, but it means I'm a little bit more tired than normal. Um, Tomorrow I've, I've got um, a couple of therapy sessions. Um, I only, I've got a, a point case load of about four at the moment that's open. Um, 
and I don't take anybody else on, I don't do anything online, I just do in person, and they're all um, amazing little kids, I, I just, yeah, they're, they're fab. Um, after that, I've got a, um, I'm not going to cut right, so it's, it's a presentation to Birmingham Unispeak Therapy students. Um, I used to refer to it as lecturing, but I'm not lecturing, I'm not a lecturer. Uh, I can't lecture for topic, but I can tell you about my experience, and I can also tell you um, about the area, the niche, niche area that I have with the speech therapy, which is what I'm doing. So I, I'm, I'm talking about report writing, and I'm talking about um, expert witness work. So that's scheduled for three hours. It's not the last three hours. Uh, there's no chance that I can drag that for three hours. But also, sitting with me for three hours on, on Zoom was just would not work for anybody. Um, so it is on Zoom because um, I, I just, in terms of family life, I, I don't like traveling. I don't like traveling unless I really have to. But also, because uh, I'm already traveling two, two times this week, we decided to do Zoom. Um, but it'll be just as effective. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And I've got a tribunal later on this week. I'm hoping to look up how to succeed. Um, I had an awful tribunal last week, which was dragged out from, geez, 10 o'clock to half past four. No, 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 no five o'clock. Um, they normally finish at half past four. We had minimal breaks all the way through. Um, and I spoke about 10 words. Um, but I had to be there. So it was a bit of a, a, bit of a long one. So, um, still abstaining from social media. I keep an eye. I'm watching everything. I'm reading everything. I'm replying to everyone's direct messages. Um, I'm not going to explain. I'm just going to say, I, I'm just here to read. I'm, I'm not there to write. Um, I, um, I might go back to writing a blog post every week, but I do prefer to do podcasts because I do that whilst I'm driving down the M4. Um, and blog posts. Um, Whilst I enjoy writing blog posts, I tend to write them when the babies are sleeping or fall asleep, so they're on my phone, and um, that's how I use the time. So we might be, I might go back to doing a blog post um, if, if anyone actually cares about what, what I want to talk about. Because um, if you listen to the podcast, I'm not going to write much different than the blog post. I might do more of a detailed analysis of an assessment that I've done or a case that I've, that I've, that I've been unpicking with this part of the team. Um, a lot of me know, I mean, my specialism is autistic girls, um, and I do the vast majority of agencies and most of the summary work that I do are with girls from age about 18 months up to about 25. Um, so girls and women um, are my kind of um, specialism, and that was in the NHS as well. Um, I know there's been kind of quite a bit of contention, I see on, on Twitter, about the diagnosis of um, of women um, with, with regards to autism. My, my background is um, MX CAMS, MX Neurodevelopmental Team within CAMS and outside of CAMS. Um, I've worked within um, medium secure um, mental health kind of private hospitals um, as kind of clinical leads for the kind of speech and therapy assessment side and the um, social communication assessment side. Um, and these were kind of um, typically young girls that had kind of slipped through the net and um, kind of high levels of anxiety. And the reason they were admitted was because of kind of multiple attempts at suicide. And we, we managed to get them into the hospital and it's 
psychiatric led to start with. Um, I'm not going to express views on, on how the system works, but it's psychiatric led, then forensic psychologist comes in, and they've got an occupational therapist, and it was me as a speech therapist, and we would, um, I would screen out so yeah, for you came through the through the door when they were ready to be screened. There's no point in screening someone from my perspective. Um, from a diagnostic perspective, because it was just a diagnostic service, that's the whole point people were there. There was no point in doing the diagnostic work when someone's just come through the door because they were often presenting with kind of um, significant mental health needs. Um, so the way that it tends to work is people would attend um, kind of therapy with a forensic psychologist and one of the occupational therapy assistants team. They'd be treated with regards to medication, um, with the kind of consultant psychiatrist who was also the lead of the hospital um, and then when if, when the team and the team would frequently meet felt it was a priority to bring me in as the only speech therapist in the service at the time um, I'd go in and I'd, we'd do kind of obviously a Mount Wilgra high, high level assessment maybe a CAL 4 at the time so that I'd kind of gather information for clinical observations but then also do the ADOS and the AGIR um, and the AGIR was always a bit tricky because finding the, the young person's family, because sometimes they're estranged from family, um, and often in the case history was quite, it was, could also be very difficult. So, um, so that's that's what I've done. Um, and but the vast majority of those uh, those were girls, and then I've done a lot of international work, um, doing diagnostic work, um, as a most summary team. Um, so yes, obviously I, I I will be assessing a hell of a lot of boys, um, but it's. If you if you looked at the the number of girls that I that I'm currently assessing on the list or on my list to assess, um, I think people would be surprised when we look at the the old fashioned ratio when it comes to um, diagnostics in autism. So um, there we go. I, this is my passion. It's my background, and uh, there's so much contention around um, kind of non autistic people um, diagnosing people, that's one thing. I know there's contention around males diagnosing females. Um, I know there's so much contention across it all. I mean, I, I have ADHD. I, I, I identify as being, new, um, uh, being an ND, but at the same time, I, I totally appreciate um, that, that everyone who is um, neurodivergent has a has, have um, different opinions on, on all of this. And everyone's opinion is, is valid. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer, in my opinion, though, because how can there be? Um, we're, we're talking about a, a humongous community of of individuals that aren't a community <laughs> that are all that. On the whole, we have strong voices, and then, and then we have everybody else outside of that. Some people are active, some people are not active. Um, but I mean, I, I, in every single diagnostic service I've worked in, there have been neurodivergent clinicians often leading the service, whether that's been clinical psychologist. I've worked with so many clinical psychologists and child adolescent psychiatrists who have either diagnosis of autism or diagnosis of ADHD. Um, so I this yes, it's 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 the it's representative within the services that I that I work for. And while someone could pick apart something like an ADOS or pick apart something like the pragmatic profile. Um, if, they're, if they lack the experience as a clinician when it comes to diagnostic work, they wouldn't get how 
when you bring it all together as multidisciplinary team and you consider it under ICD-10 and DSM-5, and then you should also consider the, your gut as clinicians, as experienced clinicians, that we shouldn't really be getting these assessments or these diagnostic, diagnostic decisions wrong. Um, and in every team that I've worked for, or set up and run, I, I we, we think long and hard before we give any diagnosis. And the young one I saw last week, I walked in and it was, to me, immediately apparent that it was an elective mute and autistic young person. Um, and that's how I'll be feeding back to the team. Um, it's, it's often, because you, you get a, you have a good instinct when you meet somebody, um, that you, you kind of know, I mean, my, my, the way that I work is I, I know what, I'm, what I've come in to see within, within the first 10, 15 seconds. I then have my hypothesis to then work against. So that will be then to try and prove myself wrong. In a sense, give the benefit of the doubt when it comes to these assessments. So um, I hope that kind of helps kind of people's kind of understanding of where I come from as a, as a clinician. Um, so enjoy your day. I'm just about to hit traffic, so I'm not not, not looking forward to this. Um, it's going to be a long three-hour journey. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye.